So, everybody, please welcome my new BFF. Hey, hey, hey. Martin Luther. <laughs> when I was asked to do this, um, Brian was like, you get to interview Martin Luther. I'm like, oh, I'm so excited. <laughs> You've been, uh, well, you are, what did we talk about earlier? You are an original San Franciscan, born and raised here. And what do people call you? Unicorn. <laughs> Why is that? They can't find us anywhere. <laughs> How's that? How's that, Stephanie? Okay. You know? Um, but Martin Luther makes music. He's also an actor, if anybody saw Across the Universe. Can you tell the story, how you got the gig? Okay, so I'm touring Europe. I was, um, how did it all happen? How did I get to Europe in the first place? <laughs> I was doing... Uh, 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 maybe about two weeks worth of shows over in, in Europe and uh, my manager Jeff it was funny too because we were out on the during the uh, snowstorm time mm-hmm. snow season or mm-hmm. whatever and we had to catch a flight out of Paris and we had to drive from maybe Glasgow or somewhere in the middle of a snowstorm wow oh it was in amazing and we made country. it yeah we made it gas was like 13 bucks a gallon it was amazing <laughs> so when we finally get back to the United States there's a, a message in our uh our email inbox for the label saying that um, Untitled Julie Taymor Project is interested in Martin Luther um, to audition. So we didn't know what to make of that, but I went to the audition. and Now you're strictly a musician at this point, right? Like actor, was that in your repertoire? repertoire? It had been, but see, when I was young, I was foolish to think that, oh, if, if I get you know more notoriety from my acting, then people wouldn't take my music seriously. Uh-huh. So I shut down the opportunities that kept coming because I started doing commercials and whatnot early on. Okay. I was one of those Schlitz malt liquor bull dudes. Like, <laughs> <laughs> did I say that? I admitted to it. I admitted it. Yeah, I did it. And uh, so, you know, when the opportunity came, I went to the audition and I was getting sized up by everybody that's already in the film. Little did I know that they were already in the film because someone else had already been assigned the role that I ended up getting, but they forfeited the role. So. I auditioned and it. it just worked out. You know, God had his hand on it. And now, uh, Across the Universe, for those that don't know, Beatles, it's Beatles music. Um, were you a big Beatles fan? Not at all. That's the f- Okay, so it's fortuitous. <laughs> I was I was turned on to the White Album. <laughs> People are familiar with the Beatles. The White Album is one of their famous ones. Yeah. And there was a song on there, While My Guitar Gently Weeps. Yeah. So I would say 1998, 2000, somewhere around then, a guitarist friend of mine named Benai, he showed me that song. Wow. So when I get to reading the script in the movie, they want Martin Luther to perform While My Guitar Gently Weeps during the time that Martin Luther King is assassinated. I was like, you couldn't have made this up. This is for me. Wow. So I went and learned the song again and um, was fortunate enough to play it in the film. Um, now, other things that you've done for people who don't know, who you've, uh, you've toured with, played with The Roots? I have. I've toured with Parliament Funkadelic first. I became a member, uh, a touring member of the Roots Ensemble between years 2003 and 2006. Um, who else have I played with? Right now, I'm currently in an ensemble called Moon Medicine, medicine without the E, uh, dot com. And that's with interdisciplinary artist Sanford Biggers, who's like a, for lack of better expressions, like a Basquiat type, does the art thing. And he now is involving Jahi Sundance, Swiss Chris, myself, and Mark Hines, to form an ensemble, an art performance collective. It's like a living art institution. It's oh, titled nice. Moon Medicine. And we will play the Yerba Buena Gardens uh, Center here in San Francisco, I believe, in uh, the fall of 2015. Nice. What, um, what's it like for you to see the Roots on, what's, what are they on? Jimmy Fallon every night, right? 
That's where they are. It's cool. You know, it's just, it's funny <laughs> and it's cool. That's all I can really say because they've asked me, uh, not lately, but hey, when, you know, when are you coming back around? And see, I was a solo artist before I had started touring with them, but the opportunity was The Roots and it was only supposed to be for a week. Uh-huh. They were going through the transition of uh, Ben Kinney was moving over to Incubus and they had a slot open for a guitar player. So a friend of mine, Kirk, was on his way to audition and I saw him and so I just kind of tapped in like I want to audition too because I really wanted to go see Questlove's famous room full of records Yeah. and once they found out that I was interested they offered me an opportunity to go do it for a week and that week the camaraderie was simple you know the relationships with all the fellas was real easy and they welcomed me to come back you know multiple times um, now let me ask you about technology because you've come up through music um, and you're kind of the same as me. We didn't we didn't fully grow up with all this technology. We're kind of mm-hmm. we've been growing with it. Um, how has that been for you as a musician? How has that, that has that changed the dynamic for you? Well, uh, so my my beginnings with music and music production. I'm a self made producer and writer and singer songwriter and all that type of thing. So the first version of Pro Tools, I have it still. Yeah. The first versions of digital audio recorders for home recording, I still, you know, have. I was first in line to get them because that meant I could find a way to uh, forward my productions without having to go through the rigorous and expensive studio costs. And at the same time, I was learning to produce music or to play the guitar or to work a beat machine, all this at the same time. So for now, I mean, it's just it's a layup for kids to just and grownups to just push buttons. I ordered some software called the Nexus 2 which is great, software synth. You press a button and the whole beat is there. The bass line, you can take out the hi-hat. I'm like, you don't have to do anything. You don't have to do any work. We had to make all this stuff. But, you know, that's cool. I'm, 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 I'm joining in, should yeah. I say, because I used to want to fight it. Like, yeah. oh, that's whack. Real music still wins. You know, it's all about real music. Yeah. Ain't nobody buying no real music. You better get with some digital stuff fast. Like, you know? What do you think that's doing to, because this is something I find interesting in, my, in the other radio stations in the Bay Area. Some of the DJs I talk to, and by DJs I mean on-air personalities, not DJs, DJs. Um, and they're they're like See, I still even the love DJs got hating going on. Yeah, you're not well, a real DJ. Well, you just have to say say it because people say, "Oh, you're a DJ." Mm-hmm. Well, old timey, we call Ask it. Ask them if they can use an SP twelve hundred. That'll let you know who a DJ is and who isn't. Um, but but the the idea that so many artists who have been working with technology, when you go see shows, there are a lot of bands that just have computers on the stage. I know it's so weird. It's weird, right? Uh, okay, here's a. You guys are professionals or people in the music business do you do you mind when you see a performance that's a great question and it's computers on stage does it do, does it do anything to you you mind it <laughs> see as, as soon as i see it i'm thinking that okay i'm about to get fooled for my 20 dollars right. as opposed to you know right. really somebody putting some heart on stage and then when you do see people, I'm going to go back to Outside Lands as a perfect example. There was, pro- I would say there was a good percent of, percentage of bands that had a lot of computers on the stage. Uh, but then when, when the people who played instruments came out, mm. it was like it had impact. Mm. And everybody was watching and they were performing. I, was, I think of Haim, the, the, the sisters from Los Angeles, three girls. They grew up on rock and roll. And they just brought out their guitars and the whole place was like, wow. Got, got a rage moment is. in there, yeah. huh? Can't raise with computers, I'm just saying. <laughs> you about to say? Right. And I like that about music that I make because it is more or less a plug and play. But um, I have to admit, yeah. I've recently been involved with electronic music. Yeah. Uh, there's a new release out now, Dim Division by Miguel Miggs. And um, he had invited me to, to do some writing with him and to do some work on some songs that he was working on. And at the same time, I was looking to, uh, for a foray into 
the EDM world uh-huh. because it's something that I feel like I can offer it based on the style of the aggression of the beats mm-hmm. as well as you can still get um, information, mm-hmm. whether it be message oriented or just fun and sexy hot music, whatever you want to say over that kind of rhythm because that's what people are just they just they just take it like, yeah, OK, yeah, I know what that is. Yeah. I can identify with it. Whereas I'm like, why would you just be okay with this and not everything else that's available musically. But I can't make judgments on people's tastes. Right. I can chime in with them. So I've made my effort to to get in there, you know, give it that old no, college good. try. And it's good to get to get the, the open mind. But KFOG ain't playing EDM, right? No. See, so I'm not co-signing. I'm just saying, you know, it was an experiment. I do EDM. You, you do, do EDM? Yeah. Awesome. <laughs> we're, we're, we're not, though we are playing a more pop sound. And that's been an interesting... That's been an interesting road for a radio station like KFOG, like the evolution of you play the pop songs and there's a certain part of the audience that's like, what are you, what are you doing? I'm doing? Right now, I'm just like, pop songs, really? Yeah. Now, is that based on the numbers? Because our radio station, you know. Yeah. All right. Yeah, and it's, I mean, whatever numbers. I mean, I, they do this thing with PPM and they do rating system and I, I don't know, how authentic is it? How real is it? I don't know, are they really getting the right numbers so i think they're kind of chasing something that doesn't exist i think if you do what you do and stay true to who you are you're going to find your place sure but um but yeah no it's an interesting thing and, and we don't play any edm but we are playing you'll hear a little more keyboards bruno mars these days, <laughs> yeah. all right Look at my um, bruno would you want to play a song do you feel like playing a song play a song all right i would love to hear a song. martin luther everybody what am i gonna play can you guys hear that i don't know do you want me to go I don't think that would work. I'm working on something right now. I'll just give a little bit of it. It goes like this. Um, I've been working all day. Without you, life is hard. Struggling to find a way. With all we've lost and no one left. And no one to save the day. Hope had a face and it felt so good. So good. Sacrifices, they bind us when we bleed I know, I know, I know Girl, you need to come back to me Back to me Wherever I go Whatever I do The freedom road Leads back to you Thinking about you like Selma, Alabama. Doesn't that lick feel like a Selma, Alabama kind of vibe? Great. Working on that right now. I just wrote it yesterday. That would sound great on K Five. So we got to keep talking. <laughs> <laughs> that was beautiful. Thank that you. Was beautiful. Thank you for sharing that with no us. No problem. Um, can we, uh, something I brought up earlier in the session before and wanted to get your take on, um, which uh, we talked about, um, Taylor Swift okay. uh, doing what she did in pulling her music off uh, Spotify, 
What are your thoughts on that? Uh, well, you know, first time I heard it, okay, here's my thoughts. Okay. Initially, up until about a month ago, initially my thoughts on Spotify were, wait a minute, 3,700 spins just for me to earn one penny. Mm. Fuck that. I'm not putting my shit on Spotify. So that's how I've been. And then I come across an article, I think it was Ed Sheeran, and he was saying that a lot of my fans use Spotify, and I use Spotify to identify where I'm getting streams the most and make sure that the tour is routed to places Ah. where there's heavy Spotify use. Use it as a tool, of course. You can see who's playing your music. Thank you. And it made me say, okay, I need to get my music on Spotify with the quickness. (laughs) Right? This technology shit is crazy because it's an animal and it doesn't have any shape or form. It's like water. It's formless. Sets its own level. So whatever you invest your time into, I guess, is what you're going to potentially get the most back from. And I haven't invested in Spotify. So now I'm intending to invest in Spotify and hope that it does help me to target and for my fans to be able to get to my music. That's good. That's a great point. That is is very interesting. Does anybody have any questions for Martin Luther in the audience? None? Yeah? Okay. Um, I I saw you perform with LaToya London a few years ago. Are you guys going to do anything... uh, in the future? Yes. LaToya and I are great, great friends, actually. And uh, we're probably going to do a duet or two, but I've assisted her in various ways that are not uh, musical, like uh, with video production and different things like that. So we do stay connected. But are you meaning, are we going to release something? Yes. I hope so. I'll say that because we've been recording. You never know what's actually going to get put on what, what project. But yeah, we're great friends. Renee, maybe you could ask your question from the last panel about the, the live music scene here in San Francisco. Oh, Since yeah. Since we've got yeah. a native. Yeah, yeah, as a native San Franciscan, what's, what are your thoughts? Earlier I asked about the live music scene in San Francisco, and uh, I don't want to, well, cloud the question by saying, like, since technology has moved in, how do you feel about the music scene as a performer when you play out live? Do you still feel like there's a scene here? Do you have to hunt for your scene? What's the San Francisco um, live music scene like? been like for you san francisco live music scene i work more in oakland by people who will book me you know just based off of phone calls that i receive my shows in san francisco are heavily predicated on me creating the show Uh so what i've been able to do over the years is a rebel soul music festival and that's basically my own label and my own investment in my own show but i bring other artists like a dead prez or Casual or from Hyro or Kev Choice or uh, whoever, my Moon or Yusuf, different people we might be able to get across the nation to join in. And then we will make our own event happen for us because where I see a lack, I don't look at as, oh, the city can't serve me or it's not serving me. I look at it as here's an opportunity for me to create something that I'm probably not, I'm probably not the only person that's missing mm-hmm. a sort of soulful type of event that might have a little hip-hop in it, but has a spirit about it that is upful and uh, uh, has some messages laced in the music. That's, that's what the spirit of Rebel Soul music is all about. So I don't find that San Francisco books me often enough, and I do find that there's opportunity for you to create whatever kind of lane you want for yourself in San Francisco. But you have to hustle. You can't, yeah. you can't expect it to just... You know, one or two events. Oh man, it's not happening for me. Right. Put a couple years into it; it'll happen. I think well, so. And also, the other thing that came out earlier was like just how many clubs have closed. Oh, just it's tough. In, yeah. 
It's, but you know, it's just it's hey, if the if the city is changing and shape shifting as far as the available options, then we have to shape shift a little bit. I never wanted to do corporate gigs. I never wanted to do cover band mm. priority prioritized type performances. What I came to realize is that my mess, my my music is very heavy laden with with uh, with message, and that might be a little bit much for certain people. So. On Fridays and Saturday nights, for the most part, people are going out to enjoy and not have to think about what they are experiencing to drink and to party. I can get more opportunities that can pay me more if I can supplant them with that type of talent as opposed to forcing it to only be, hey, it's about my show and about my band and about my sound, sound check, our instrument. It's not always available the type of spread that I want to perform in front of. It's not, it's not always of interest to the audience, which I'm just kind of like acknowledging. Some people just don't want to hear it. They want to hear some shit that's just... <laughs> and they can just do their thing to that. Yeah. So I, I test it in my shows. Okay, they don't know what's happening, but I'm about to do electronic dance music section. <laughs> and then once I get the first positive reaction from the crowd, they're up and dancing, we'll hit three or four more songs. Let me give you that moment because that might be the, the, the most Same. you're going to get out of, the sh- out of the night. The things that I might have said and sang acoustically or in a you know, more broken down or with the band, that might not have been the one that did it for you. It might have been that moment when everybody was up. So you never know. So I just, uh, now I'm just much more flexible. I used to That's be a lot great. more rigid. I just didn't want to work with anybody else. I didn't want to be on anybody else's shows. I want to do my own show. I want to put my own artists on because I've always been a label that's promoting and recording and producing other people because it's strength in numbers. Yeah. Sorry, I'm a little long-winded. That's good. No, 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 that's, that's wonderful. Anybody else? Questions? In the room? Um, okay, then the other question that I asked earlier that um, – garnered an in- interesting response was what do you think as an artist of the way you two released their new album through iTunes uh, by forcing it upon everybody personally I thought it was shit <laughs> because, just because it was like you didn't give us an option <laughs> so I don't want to hear nothing about any accolades or oh this is the most downloaded album of all I don't want to hear it <laughs> you know you tied up you tied in with the, the biggest giant in the world Apple and a very huge band so it sounds like a layup of an opportunity but there's no hunt there's no discovery there's no process there's just turn on your phone and it's there yeah. how many times have you been have, have you received stuff in the mail and never paid attention to it yeah it came in the mail for free Oh, this is trash. Whatever. It's good. It's a YouTube YouTube record. Yeah. But in my mind, it was like I'll get it whenever because there's there's no. I like to find something special. Yeah. And it doesn't appear to be special if you just give it to everybody and say, "Hey, everybody got it, and we're famous, and everything is great." Yeah. Like, well, what's the interest in that? I didn't have to hunt for it. I didn't hear something somewhere. You know, like, what was that? Oh, my God, I got to go find that. Right. that that's the what was missing discovery was me. missing. Yeah. Right. Well, it was funny because I, I only read this in passing, like, a couple of lines. It was on Twitter. But um, the drummer from Foo Fighters, Taylor, said it was kind of like a fart. <laughs> <laughs> it kind of came on, and then it went past, and it's going to be gone. <laughs> I thought that was so funny. How apropos. <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> Uh, so there you good. go. There you go. Well, thank you so much for joining me today. No Anybody problem. else? Anything else that we didn't cover that I'm missing? Yes. Yes. Oh. oh. <laughs> me. Me. 
I don't know if I can get this out the way I want to, but let's try it. Fart jokes at the, uh, oh, this is great. You know, this is great. Did y'all record that? McCoy, thank you so much, sir. Thank you, guys. A pleasure to meet you. Pleasure to meet you as well. And I can't wait to see you playing out. I mean, even though this is like a lovely private concert, but I want to see you out. Awesome. Awesome. <laughs> Any other questions I'm around? Anybody else? Yay. Yeah. You want to do a podcast with us? Sure. Why not? Not right now, but. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> what do I do? <laughs> I, 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 I'm, we're, we're on Twitter. Okay, cool. Yeah. Thank you, guys. Yeah, thank you. SF Music Tech.